If you're talking social investments and you're thinking profit first, mm. then my dear, we are all doomed. Profit comes last on the profit cycle. Profit comes last on the cycle, though it is very critical. <laughs> This segment draws inspiration from some of Uganda's practicing marketers, inventions and creative projects across all sectors that share stories and change brand narratives. Hey Pashia, season three is on and I'm super excited to keep bringing you all these inspirational leaders. So please spread the word, share this podcast with your colleagues, your friends, your family, and let us know what it will take to achieve a middle-class status by 2040. And as usual, thank you, Abdurrahman, for working on this audio. You're the best. guys welcome back to the marketing segment you'll be so excited to know who i have on the podcast today i'm sure anyone who has heard of thambic bank right now she's working with uganda development bank barbara nanziri nakasende she's going to be telling us everything social investments and how these will help us achieve a middle class economy by 2040 so welcome to the podcast barbara thank you, you very much again i'm i'm such a follower of your work on linkedin i always think wow I always leave inspired once I see your posts um, from promoting the girl child, just basic marketing knowledge. I'm like, oh, she's doing so much. Hi, how did you get into marketing? Tell us. You know, this thing of marketing is very interesting, Aggie. If I can tell you, even from uh, when I was in school, I believed strongly in selling myself first. But I was beaten heavily mm. because I was told those are things you shouldn't be doing in school, especially in high school. There were things that I believed strongly that I knew if I was a certain way and I talked about something, I could make anybody believe it. I believed that strongly. Yeah. But then I was told in Luganda, Kweraga. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what that girl is doing. What are you doing? Can't you imagine? But yeah. I knew from a young age that there is something, anything, when we talk about marketing, anything to do with yourself first, before even you're talking about the product, I knew that was it. And let me tell you why. One of the things that I remember is my mom. Every morning before my mom got out of the house, she always said, when a woman gets out of the house, yeah. a guy has to tell her she looks nice. At first I was like, hey, mommy, why are you saying these things? But what she was trying to say was the way you look hmm? people will buy you first before they buy anything else you tell them yeah and that is how this whole marketing thing you know and that was actually if you think about it that was marketing Mm -hmm. But my mom was doing it more like as an etiquette, as a woman, you should yeah. look a certain way. But those are all simple principles that we need to use. Forget about when you get into Kotlin, you get into school and you have to study all these principles, strategies and things like that. Now we are getting into details. It yeah. always starts with the individual. So for me, ever since I was a young child, this is something I strongly believed in. Mm. But then marketing for me, as much as that was critical, I had to add marketing with impact. Mm. Mm. I like that. Positive impact. Mm. Marketing is one thing. You go, you market your product, you go, yeah. you put it there, it is finished. But what are you doing that is making your marketing have value? Yeah. So everything I do, and I think you've been seeing it, has mm. to have a certain element of value to the end user. 
Amazing. Not just for you to buy my water and take it, it has to be a certain level of quality. But for me, I started young. I strongly believed it. But of course, as you've seen, I have slowly ventured from the marketing element and gotten more into a business empowering women, empowering mm -hmm. young people. Yeah. So I've gotten more towards the impacting side. Yeah. Yes. But using, so you know, marketing, we do it every day, yes. but you're still using the basics of marketing. But you I do it every impact. day. Tell in us my exactly when I wake up. At Gaza High School. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you're doing there. Uh, FYI, it's 9.12 p.m. on a Friday night. <laughs> She's at Gaza High School. What are you doing at Gaza High School, Barbara? I'm at Gaza High School with 400 people, students, mm -hmm. teachers. Prep time. And what we are doing, <laughs> prep time, we are in a library. But um, what I'm doing here, Agi, one thing I have to tell you before I even get into Gayaza, mm -hmm. every morning I wake up, mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm impacting somebody positively. It's I need to make sure, system. yes, uh, I'm yeah. learning something new mm -hmm. every day and I need to make sure I'm teaching something. Yeah. And that is exactly what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. When I was in Stanby, I worked with a program called the National schools championship which really the theme is around empowering the future leaders and job creators mm? and the project has inspired over 300,000 students yeah. and I have seen over 2,000 teachers whose lives have been impacted even here today I wish I could you could but you're going to see it on all my platforms and everything I wish you can see what is happening here in just three days four days mm -hmm. you should see how mindsets have changed so for me being here I am doing exactly that mantra that yeah. I say every morning. We in our lives, our lives cannot be what they are today if we are not inspiring, impacting, and teaching others, which is the core of our human value. Right. And, for me, <laughs> and for me, the critical thing, by the way, in fact, my birthday is tomorrow, but they surprised Whoa, me today. And you know, here, yeah. Happy 42nd <laughs> birthday, yeah. yeah. And for me being in a place like Gayaza today, you do not know how full my heart is. When a child walks up to you and says, Madame Barbara, thank you for impacting my life. But what did I do? I didn't hold her hand, show her what to do or what. No, nothing. And here, Agi, it's not just the girl child. It is the girl, it is the boy. They both walk up to you and they're like, thank you for doing this, madam. I wish I could do this more. I wish this can happen more. But the experience I've gotten here, I'll never be the same. Wow, this is so That is what I'm doing. Yes, and so that is what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Today, guys, in spite of the fact, in spite of the fact that I'm in far away. Yeah, far away in Gayaza, sleeping in Kasangati. Yeah. And um, just to let our audience know, I'm not paid for this. Eh? Yeah. I don't work in Stanbic anymore. Yeah. All right. I yeah, work in Uganda Development earlier. Bank. <laughs> Yes, yeah. this I am doing because I am absolutely passionate about it. Mm -hmm. I am happy and fully, um, what is the word, fulfilled yeah. when I see young people changing and mm -hmm. being inspired and thinking differently. You've I paid been... for everything, no per diem, nothing, yeah. not even yeah. a coin, but it's because I enjoy it. We need more yeah? people. So like I took you. Need more people <laughs> like you guys. Listen to the caliber <laughs> of leaders we bring on this podcast, yeah? And yeah. she's here to also now share her insights. But I'd like to pick your brain on uh, a few marketing trends that you've been taking seriously since you started out in your career. So for me, one thing um, that is very critical when you look at the marketing trends, my goodness, when I started those good old days, the Damn campaigns day. were... Uh, <laughs> 
to put in the 90s, in the early 2000s, how the campaigns were. And if you remember, we were very big on things like billboards. Yeah? TV was very critical. When you looked at marketing budgets, TV was critical. You had to have an ad. Even the way you had to do it was very different. The way you did the marketing strategy and how you are going to put the campaign out there, you go to market was completely different yeah. to what it is today. What's it Those like days, oh my goodness, I'm loving the digital platforms. Marketing yeah. on a whole different route altogether. Mm -hmm. It has become a lifestyle. This is lifestyle marketing. It's very intentional. So if someone is marketing to me, I mean, if you're not on Instagram, if you're not manya manya on TikTok, if you're mm -hmm. not on God help me, what else is out there that reaches a certain set of masses? And actually, if you look at COVID, I love COVID because COVID changed the way we think. But if you remember how marketing was done those days, when you look at a billboard budget and you look at a TV budget and you look at these campaigns that you have to run on TV so that people can know who you are, there was also print. I had forgotten. Then you had to run uh, the campaigns in the newspapers because you're looking at readership of the newspaper at that time. Do you remember? Yeah. And then now you can imagine the readership, for example, of New Vision has gone down from 80,000 readers to around 20,000 readers, I think, today, mm -hmm. if we look at even less, probably. Yeah. So yeah. in our days, it was the way to go. Mm. If you did not use that print media, you yeah. are dead. Yeah. Mm? And remember in those days, you had to choose certain pages in the newspapers, manya page four, manya page yeah. what, or yeah. the page before the sports yeah. thing, if you're dealing a certain... Now, when do you read the newspaper? Honestly, I want mm -hmm. uh, like a physical, is, a physical print a... copy. Yeah. <laughs> also, Only how that often... we buy them at the office, you know, just for them to be there, just in case a client is in the papers. But um, yeah, mm. it's hard to get a... a... Also, how... How often do you watch local TV and watch the adverts? I will be honest with you. I don't even have a TV. My point. So when you look at the trends today, yeah. it has completely shifted. Yeah. Yeah. If you do not understand your client's lifestyle, mm. you are doomed. So if you're saying you're in a young age and you're dealing with the youth and you're putting in print media and on a billboard, then we have a problem. Mm. What kind of campaign are you running? Hmm? Mm. Let me give an example. A lot of the things, if you see, even from my hair to mm. like the jewelry I wear, mm. everything I bought online. Facebook. These young ladies are on Facebook. A lot of these are my kids. These are the kids that I work with here that yeah. do these things. Yeah. But everything is online. I order and it's delivered at my... I like that. Uh, called? A brooch. Oh, this little... Yes. It Plus can go either in your hair or... On... Yeah. Whatever but it's do. handmade it's crocheted yeah. so in fact for me if you look at marketing trends or let me look at a marketing campaign that i find very exciting mm. and for me it has been my all-time favorite mm. nike mm. just do it yeah it was simple. simple it was yeah, to that point everyone would want a shoe with that symbol on there and the slogan it touched someone's life style because my lifestyle is what makes me who i am yeah. mm -hmm. now the thing of your lifestyle has never changed mm -hmm. it is the modes of marketing that have those are the ones that have changed so like i said if you started with the newspapers and, uh, and the billboard and manya what then you had to pay uh, you know that is now a thing of the past no one has time for that anymore okay mm -hmm. we are on our phones quite often i am not a big advocate for people to stay on the phones mm -hmm. but because of covid things have changed mm -hmm. i can get to you in your home 
Mm? But I need to know you as a client. And how can I get to know you as a client? It's very easy. Go on LinkedIn, see what Barbara likes. It is very yeah. easy to know this girl is like this, is like this, is like this. If you go on her Facebook page, she's very big with family because she's very big with family. I believe her product line looks like this. So that means the platforms for my business are maybe LinkedIn and Facebook. Then yeah. you'll know how to strategize from a marketing perspective in how to reach a client like Barbara. And thank God, you know, you guys these days for all our young people listening, you're very lucky. Mm. You just go to Facebook and they give you all those trends and the matrices and things like that. So it's very easy for you to analyze how your client is doing, what they're doing, what they're not doing. So it says you had to pay in dollars to have organizations like Ipsos or whoever do it for you. They are still doing it, but you don't have to go that far and pay a lot of money. You can actually do it by yourself on the phone. I can finish here and go see how my clientele looks like. Yeah. Hmm? How yeah. it's working. What are the trends? How are they moving? Maybe I need to add value to my product. Things Amazing. have changed until someone sees it from that perspective, that product. And if you've seen, Aggie, a lot of our products, even here in Uganda, are still in a supermarket or are not moving. Because a lot of us, especially here in Uganda, have not appreciated those platforms yet. We are still very traditional. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, the, yeah. the old mulembe. The problem is that what you're having is you're having more people even ordering for items from places like China. on hmm? I don't know who else. I don't know what else. But those are not even Ugandan businesses. If you understand what I'm saying, even yeah. on Amazon and you can get the things here. Yeah. And yet in Uganda, if you look at a lot of the things that people have, and now, especially me working in the SME space now today and working with all these young people, you should see the products, by the way, these kids have brought. I mean, their business ideas are brilliant. Some of them, they even brought prototypes already. Hmm? Yes. But what's failing Ugandan businesses is we are not using the right marketing practices to get to the audiences we need to get. These things of knocking door to door, manya, what, 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 those ended in the days when we used to move around with vacuum cleaners oh and TV God. sets, yeah. you know, try and DVD, VCR, trying to, okay, those were in my days, maybe yeah. not in your days, Aggie, but <laughs> for us in our days, we had to do different on going and knocking on people's doors and selling. But right now, for your product to be known, it is as simple as using your phone to understand your demographic where your client is concerned. Best yeah. I, I can tell you guys are enjoying that episode <laughs> as much as I am. Barbara is very responsive. I reached out to her on LinkedIn and she did get back to you. So please go check her out. Follow up with questions you have from this conversation and let's get that moving. Yeah. So she's basically saying be on the learning age. Yeah. With all your consumers, find them where they are. And she's definitely yeah. preaching and advocating. Barbara, you spoke about MTNs everywhere you go before we got onto the recording. Yeah. It's been your favorite yes. campaign, Ugandan. Yeah. So you gave us Nike, but in Uganda, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Actually, they need to pay us for this, huh? MTN everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at MTN everywhere you go, that is really strong. But also the one thing I have to be an advocate for my past employer, that it can be campaign. And I remember when we were with the Daniel Ogongs, our head of marketing yeah. at that time, and, you know, this was coming through. From... We had Daniel Ogong in one of our very first yeah. episodes. He was also my mentor yes. when I was starting out in <laughs> marketing. So, yeah, shout out to Daniel Ogong. Yes, Daniel Ogong, one of the best marketers I know. Love that guy. Mm. And I remember we were moving, and you can imagine it, we were moving from what Stanbic had had since the 90s of Stanbic Bank moving forward. Yeah. Now we had to transition at that time to stand big. It can be. 
can you imagine how to change a mindset of something somebody was used to? Because the moving forward was also a lovely one. And at that time, yes, Stanbic Bank was moving forward and it did and it became number one. Mm-hmm. Then what? Mm-hmm. You see? So you have become a number one brand. Excellent. How do you now move to value add? Because mm-hmm. now you're number one. You know, when you're number one, then you become stale, then you become monitor. You understand? Now, Stanbic had to look for a value add. Now they had to come from the moving forward scenario, which looked like it's Stanbic back moving forward to reaching the individual. Yeah. That's the slogan. It can be for mm-hmm. you. not for Stan Big Bang, Mm -hmm. for you as the client, for you, we are here, it can be, we can make dreams possible for you. Are you seeing how we are going back to the lifestyle that Mm -hmm. I had mentioned before? When Stan Big was transitioning at that time, they knew that if you did not look at the lifestyle of your client, if you don't see the client for who they are, as me, as Barbara, don't put me in Lujude, please. Eh? I am not. If you want me to be your client, make me feel like I am special. Yeah, personalized. That's the slogan. And you see, when people are thinking of campaigns and things like that, they forget what small words can do. Mm -hmm. Even for when we did that, it can be, I can do it. Everything was about, just like as you see with Nike, just do it. You need a slogan where someone can wake up in the morning and say, oh my God, it can be anything I want it to be. Can you imagine? They're associating Mm. their everyday living to you, to your slogan as a brand. And that is how brands succeed. You see, you cannot say that because I am number one, anything can go, anything goes. No. What makes you relevant to your client? Remember, we are banks. Everyone has banking products. Everyone has whatever they have. What makes you relevant? And your relevance is not necessarily you're going to go somewhere and give huge monies or what. No. If you make a client feel that even with my 50,000, I am special Mm -hmm. and you can make my dreams possible, Mm -hmm. sweetheart, I will remain with you. I will be loyal. So I remember that campaign. And for me, it's really personal because I was there when we were in the port starring. Yes. And to how people welcomed it. Oh my God. Mm. Even here, when the kids are are doing their presentations and they end up saying, yes, because with my product, I possibly believe it can be. You're like, oh my God, it is part (laughs) of that. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, a successful, when you talk about something that is successful, a successful campaign, what impact are you leaving behind that mm-hmm. it's not just about your product? Product, yeah, and service. Mm-hmm. With Nike, when I look at it, even now I'm wearing a Nike shoe, by the way, the irony. <laughs> so with Nike, you live by your word. Yeah, darling. Even now, if you're talking, for example, like Nike, you can imagine every time I have to wear it because already it's telling me just do it. So when I'm going on those hills and I'm doing my 21 kilometers, you can imagine me like this. I know that I have to do it. I'm already inspired by just wearing the shoe with this slogan. I could have worn any other shoe, no? Yeah. yeah? But the shoe has something that touches me so much. This shoe I've had for so many years, like six years. Can you imagine? I've bought shoes. They're all there in my closet. I've never worn. Mm. Same thing here. When you have these kids and then someone even shows you and tells you, oh my goodness, I even have my shirt. I'm even keeping it. I don't want it to get spoiled. Oh my goodness. I now believe dreams can come true. Anything is possible. It truly can be. That is impact. And a campaign that impacts to that level, Agi, that is a true campaign. Great campaign. I love it. You talked a lot about value add. And I'm just wondering, how can you build really high performance teams? Yeah. Those who are looking to hire. Well, what are your takeouts? What is your perception on that? First things first, how strong is your vision? And how well 
do you believe mm-hmm. in your vision? Mm-hmm. You can have one, but if you do not believe it, it is not going to help you. And let me explain that a little bit further. You know, every time you go to an organization and then they give you, we want to be the best organization that is, is loved by all. Wow, what a vision. <laughs> Love is and, you know, even trust is, so is and. You're not, it is because you know exactly where I'm going with this. Now, before you even and build the network, that network that is going to to bring your company to that level that you need to get it to. How honest are you to yourself that you truly believe in that vision? Again, if you don't believe in something, you're going to attract people who think like you. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that I have seen so many times. So someone says, means I have a bad team. Girl, I don't understand. This girl I hired, she had a good resume. Did you hire her? because of her resume or did you hire her because of the value and skill set she's going to bring to your organization to move you towards that vision a lot of times we hire using the paper anyone who knows it the paper is important because you have to show you've gone to school that is understandable school is an enabler Hmm? that is understandable but when i hire people i take them to a restaurant Hmm? Hmm. and let me tell you why i take them to a restaurant when i take you to a restaurant a person that eats too fast, like <laughs> Maru, the greedy person, that already tells me you might not be very <laughs> honest in my business. Hmm? Oh my God, a person God. that drinks alcohol during that dinner or lunch mm-hmm. shows me that you're not responsible. Mm-hmm. A person who is not good to a waiter shows me that you're not a team player and you will always want Butara, excuse me, that will not help me. In that small interaction, I will pay for all the meals, but I am going to study even how you use that fork. A person that slouches when they are eating shows me that you're going to have a laissez-faire kind of work oh ethic. God. This has been by far the best okay. description. <laughs> <laughs> so... When I talk about your net worth, where are your people in your organization mm. or in your team, yeah. especially a marketing team yeah. are concerned, it yeah. is very critical. A person that eats with food in their mouth, you are in marketing, you want a marketing guru, they don't have table etiquette, mm. elbows on the table, you do not know how to use a fork and knife. How exactly are you going to entertain our clients? That's a, that's, a, that's a very thought-provoking one. <laughs> exactly. So how well, and when people think about your network, I know it's what they're thinking, friends, manya, what, which, you know, there's nothing as important as your network in your workplace or in your team. Yes. Because if you do not hire people, so you are the head of marketing, you have a vision as the head of marketing. You have to run three or four marketing campaigns. You've invited this person. Another thing to look out for is timekeeping. I've invited you for lunch at one. You've arrived at 1.15. You're complaining about the traffic. It choose me. The lady, the tea girl that comes to the office, comes at six o'clock without a car and cleans it. You who has a car, you've arrived 15 minutes late. That shows me that clearly you and I, when it comes to deadlines, we are not going to be very good friends. Yeah. Are you seeing? Wow. I didn't use a resume. 
Did I? No, you didn't. I love the point you make, honestly. Yes. I also hire for yes. uh, organization sales and marketing teams or, or just individuals. But yeah, they will send resumes. Yes, we'll see them. We won't even look through them. We'll just see presentation. Yeah, it could be a Zoom call, Absolutely. physical meeting. See how, but I really like you taking them out to a restaurant. Well, yes. That's a whole different level. Guys, this is so relevant <laughs> to us marketers today. So I hope you take it so seriously. And now um, mm. let's go into the big ticket items. Yeah, how can the private sector because you have been in the private sector now. Yeah. You didn't really tell us how long you've been into uh, marketing. I'm like, wait, did you study in the 90s? <laughs> or, um, yeah. I did my MBA and okay. I graduated in 2005. Okay. My MBA in international management studies. But you can't imagine, of course, I didn't take marketing. Mm. I didn't major in marketing. Yeah. It was an MBA, international management studies, IMS. Yeah. I just took a module of marketing. Yeah, I just did. But I had always loved it. I'm not at the levels of the Daniels, you know, yeah. they took scenes, what, 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 what. No, I didn't do all that. Yeah. Yes, at, at the end of the day, the first thing maybe our listeners need to also um, listen into is when we talk about marketing, first things first, you have to love it first. You know, I talk about that. Yeah. You yeah. have to love it. And it should not be something that you do because you, you had a degree. The moment you put marketing in a degree focus, because I had a degree, so I have to study, I have to follow everything to the TI. Marketers are always thinking out of the box. I have, a I have a political science degree, so. Ah, so you see. <laughs> I just did a, uh, a major in international public relations, and I thought, wow, this is what uh-huh. I'm going to do. This is it. You see? So I really uh, started work work especially in the marketing space mm-hmm. when i came back to uganda in 2008 mm-hmm. when i was uh, in the states i was in the states for a while i did more sales jobs yeah. so i was down in the boonies when i said i did sales jobs aggie darling yeah. i got those hoovers i would have three hoovers and then move around neighborhood to sell a hoover do you know what that means eh? i have sold decoders i have sold air my background started there yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once I understood what it was to convince mm-hmm. a client to buy a product that yeah. even you, you know, won't work, <laughs> which is not good. Please, guys, do not do that. That is not fair. That is not fair. But, you know, when you're looking for something, it taught me a lot and gave me a basis to even find out more. To know what do I need to do mm-hmm. yeah. to yeah. prepare a product like that to go to market. Yeah, I had done the sales bit, excellent. But I needed to learn what I needed to do. For the job that I started with in uh, 2008, I was in the UK. I was headhunted by AIG, an insurance company. They've now closed, but they had been in Uganda for quite some time before they closed again. Mm -hmm. And I was headhunted as a marketing and business development manager Mm. at, I think, like 26 years old. That was an experience. And I was just hired because of some of the experience I had had abroad. Also abroad, I had a banking experience. I was in Citibank. I I did customer service as well. So I had done elements of customer service. I had done elements of sales. One thing maybe before I even get into this other area, every time I wanted something nice, for example, if I wanted nice clothes, I went and worked in that boutique as a sales girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I wanted something nice, I went and worked in that space. Why do you think I went and worked in that space? Because I would get deals and sales, you know, as an employee. Mm -hmm. So that's how I hustled and survived in the States and managed to at least make it through. We learn as we go. (laughs) We always get it right, but yeah, we still move. (laughs) Now that we know you started out in like 2008, how do you think the private sector can play a 
critical role in CSR. You've done a lot of CSR, especially with Stan Big Bang. The work you've done yet with the development back now, but I'm looking forward to it. But tell us about CSR. So corporate social responsibility. I need to first of all take away the myth that it is about taking bread and sugar to the needy take pictures and put it in the papers. Please do not do it. That is not painting, zebra crossing, manya what. Take that out of your mentality. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and explain it in a simple format. The Mm -hmm. best way I can explain it. Remember when I said, when you're marketing something, it's about lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. CSR touches the very core of humanity. Mm -hmm. A human being will value you when they know that you care, Mm -hmm. not because you're giving, Mm -hmm. when they know that you care, okay? And caring does not mean going and taking selfies when you're giving a poor man KFC. Yeah. Mm? Caring means you go get that guy, mm? take him, clean, clean him up, put him into a boot camp of some kind, skill him and give him in Tandikwa to get started. Yeah, that, that is what caring means. Keep that uh, that level. And You've Simon, mentioned the right word. I got yes. it from Simon Cahill. Ah. He was on the podcast, and he said, "I don't want that word CSR for us. We like to call it sustainability." So, <laughs> said, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to explain the same thing because mm. sustainability is mm. three phases. It's because CSR is heavily misunderstood. Mm? So sustainability, you have what they call ESG, which is environment, social, and governance. Mm. Okay. And what ESG means is as an organization, we need to see from an SDG, uh, sustainable development goals. You've heard about the discussion with the UN. All it is is saving our world, our climate, making sure we are okay. We don't burn ourselves to death Mm. in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. Mm-hmm. But there are 17 SDGs. And in those SDGs, we, organizations now have mm-hmm. done pacts with the UN. And they are saying that under the ESG portal, they will ensure they are doing business the right way. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? If I am a bank, for example, I am not giving a loan to someone who's cutting down forests. Am I making sense? Yeah. Hmm? If I am a bank again, I'm going to use the bank because that is the experience I'm giving. Yeah. I am not giving a loan or supporting someone who has an industry and are polluting the environment. Those people need to show that they are actually doing things sustainably in that they are not putting poisonous gases in the air. They are not polluting our oceans and seas and things like that. So under sustainability, there's that governance element, element under ESG. That Mm. is very, you know, you have to have, you have to sign documents and show that, yes, everything you're doing as a business is ensuring that you're supporting businesses that are doing businesses right to save the environment. Are we clear? Like you've heard of the ozone layer, carbon and all those things. Then it has the component of CSR, corporate social responsibility. So ESG is more like the governance Are the documents right? Are the standards okay? Corporate social responsibility is the activity. For example, we talked about carbon. So you're saying, yes, we're not going to give loggers, what, what, what. In our business, we are saying our facilities, we are going to support people who are cutting trees, but they plant three trees to Mm. replace the trees that they have cut. Okay. And that is documented and everything standards, we are doing a okay. Mm. Now, on the 
corporate social responsibility side, then you go on and say, mm -mm, as a bank, we are going to take it further. We are now going to join the tree planting campaign. We are going to plant as a bank 1 million trees. Maybe like, for example, Sanpikwang, we're going to plant 1 million trees in primary schools, but they will be fruit trees, for example. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So you have on the governance side, you're ensuring the business, whatever it is you're doing, you are doing right from a business right. perspective. Yeah. yeah. Because ESG. you can't do everything right. We still drive Exactly. Yeah. Of course you still can't do, but you do what you can. Mm -hmm. So you can say, as an organization under sustainability, mm -hmm. I will choose particular areas. You're not going to do it. So you can decide, okay, me as my organization, Barbara Inc., under environment, mm -hmm. I will choose tree planting. And then maybe under social, I will choose girl empowerment. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because you need to also remember that even under CSR, any initiative you choose has to speak to your business values. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you're in the finance sector, you can't go and say we are going to do carpentry, yeah. for example. It, yeah, it does not right. coincide with the overall. It has to align. Mm -hmm. So why is Stan Big Bang, for example, doing the National Schools Championship? It is a CSR project, but it speaks to Stan Big's business. Why? Because this person they're empowering, teaching you how to use money, teaching you how to start businesses right. At a young age, I am preparing you to be my future what? Client. Yeah. So it speaks directly to my business. In fact, the third element that makes up sustainability are the sustainable development goals. So ESG, SDGs, and CSR. ESG, are we doing business right? It speaks mm. directly to your business. Are you following the standards under the UN that speak to the sustainable development goals in this quadrant down here, okay? Yeah. Or in this circle, I don't know how you can call it. And we don't have a vendor. What is it called? Circle, sustainability in the middle? Yes. Those ones. And then you have CSR. CSR is what makes your whole sustainability model complete because it shows the activity that speaks to actual impact wonderful which is value add to your business yeah <laughs> this demystified some very it looked like complex but now it's so easy for everyone to understand yes, it is in a nutshell let's save the environment yes, ensure that our young people are empowered and women are confident and they become women of valor and take on this world with confidence and, in a nutshell and this is very detriment as to us as marketers you know so guys i hope you're listening yeah so mm. anyone in marketing remember for your campaign to work you can't have it working without a CSR initiative. Mm -hmm. And let me explain. A campaign sells a product, but how are you supposed to show people that you care? So here you are asking people to buy your water. One thing that can add value as you're running a water campaign, mm -hmm. imagine the value it would add if you're giving some free water to community alongside that. Or you're teaching people how to water their gardens better so that during the heat, their crops grow. You know, I I'm just giving examples. Mm -hmm. But there has to be CSR. And please do not say, ah, we have a CSR department. No, sweetie. It is one department. CSR and marketing have to work hand in hand because CSR gives value, impact and value to the product that you're selling. That's what I wanted to add. 
Wonderful, guys. I hope you're leveraging or you're going to leverage these insights. They come for free on the podcast on Uganda and we are ready to go for the golden question. Are you ready, Barbara? Yes. Yeah, yes. So tell us exactly how social investments can contribute to Uganda's middle-class economy that's projected for 2040. These questions that you ask that sound so technical and make us have to go and fast research. <laughs> But okay, so the truth to this is um, when we think of investing in our country, a lot of us think of pocket fast, eh? mfunirawa mm. fast. Mm. Then we forget that when you invest, even if it is a small business, let us talk about uh, businesses. Mm. So when you invest in a business, what do you need for your business to work? You need people to work in your organization oh, yes. first. Yeah, yeah. Then the customer how comes big in. It is. Not mm. so. Yeah. depending on how big it is. Mm. Either way, you can't do it alone. Whether mm. you're one or two, mm. you need people. Mm. So for you to invest in uh, a business, first things first, I'm going to talk about the three Ps and it is going to tie into what we're talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That is people, that is planet, you mm. know what I'm talking about, and that is profit. To our viewers here, if you're talking social investments and you're thinking profit first mm. then my dear we are all doomed profit comes last on the profit cycle. comes last on the cycle though it is very critical because for you to be able even for our social development that's why you're seeing the poverty gaps are so huge how unfair can you be to have a someone who's earning in billions and you have someone who's eating less than $1 a day. However, they feed into the value chain of the person who's eating billions. If we talk about agriculture, I love the topic. We all have to eat. But our value chains are so messed up that when someone comes here to invest, it is always pocket first. So what always happens? If you look at value chains in Uganda, what do you see? A lot of middlemen. You work with the middleman because you have your seeds of, of kasori, then the middleman charges a huge percentage. So instead of you earning your 10,000 shillings per kilo, the guy is giving you 2k per kilo, he has taken 8k. By the time you reach, it reaches the other guy. Everybody along that value chain, maybe like four or five service providers, have not gotten their money's worth. Otelina Barbara, today you have us... Huh? Mm. So for me, there I am, and that is why I took up my role at UDB. Yeah. To try and see how we can break that. Because if you're saying you are investing, what exactly are you doing investing when you're not supporting the value chains and the people around you to thrive? What kind of investment is that? Mm. There's no way you can call that development. And then you go and say, we have developed my district. How? Have you developed that district? Emioga money goes through your bank, no? Like all this money. <laughs> Not all of it, but Develop we have some money. That, yeah. that, yes, that purely comes in. We are the investment arm of government. When you come in and you want government to help you, it is not government at Yambe, sweetie. You have to meet us halfway, darling. Mm? So we will help you only and only if mm. is getting their money's worth. We will only help you if your employees, you are supporting them with things like NSSF and pension and things like that. We will only help if you're paying your taxes. Why? Because yes, I don't care how much you complain, a government needs taxes to survive. Otherwise, we will borrow until we die. That's you understand? True. So at the end of the day, when we talk about social investments, 
social investments come with the three Ps. People, mm -hmm. hmm? how are your value chains? Let me break it down. Yeah. How are you treating your maid? Mm. So you've gotten a salary. That is also social investment, yeah. by the way, because you're yeah. investing. How are you treating your maid? Are you being like every other person who's paying that maid 70K? Okay, you have four kids. Yeah. 70K. And then you claim because you give them a place to stay in the room which has even no electricity and she's using the pit latrine. You're understanding where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. If in your home, you can't treat that worker right, then you come and say that you're investing in this country positively when even in your own house, you're not practicing what you preach. So the three Ps are very critical. People, mm -hmm. planet. planet means the environment. So you say you're going to build apartments. Mm -hmm. The first thing you do when you buy land is clear all the trees. Then you plant them again. <laughs> I always laugh at that. Why? So you have all those things. So you need to look at what something needs when you're talking about developing. And that is the only way, by the way, we can also develop as a country. Because if I am empowering that person, that farmer on the ground who has a family, who has their children, what are they going to do? Their children are going to go to school. Those children are going to go to school, become empowered, become future leaders, job creators, who knows? You are empowering at that level. Yeah. So you can imagine how many lives you've changed with your investment. Wow. So wow. ladies and gentlemen, are you actually doing an investment? <laughs> but that has a social about, impact. We need to think about that. We really need to think yes. about that deeply. Thank you so much for your time, Barbara. I really thought mm -hmm. that this would take 20 minutes, but you have given us ah! so many <laughs> insights. And thank you. So now we have a very short quiz, short answers. Would you rather call or text? Or would you rather be called or text? A uh, text. Um, I, I prefer to see the message. Yeah. But where do yes. we find you? What activities do you do <laughs> out of marketing? <laughs> Where do people find me? Yeah. One of the things that actually I do is I love to sing. One in my other life, yeah. I I sing, I act, I do shows. Appella. So Appella. I'm quite of up and about. Yeah. <laughs> we are ready for a cappella. Yeah. So where is it? Is this, uh, church? Is this at the no? So at the band? No, no, no. I do mm. what you call normal shows where someone can come and say, I write scripts. So my shows are scripted shows. It's a different mm. alternative type of entertainment. So if someone wants an 80s themed birthday and they want Tina Turner, for example, oh, yeah. so we bring that. Yeah, so those oh. are some of the things that I do. Is, but, is this um, Anna Barbara T? What, what did you call it? <laughs> we call ourselves R&B Productions. But also, I'm really very big on my social, on my social pages. So if yeah. someone wants to have a chat, or something like that they can always follow reach up out to... on this conversation guys yes. so deep yeah so deep like <laughs> you need to go ask whatever you needed more clarity on please dm me yeah yes i'm going to DM be me. sure to copy all your uh, linkedin whatever yes, at bk nancy my my laptop my 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 barbara kaseki and the facebook yeah. so please right. go so ahead facebook, and dm me facebook linkedin yeah, yeah? facebook yes. linkedin and then the events one instagram so rnb productions Yes, R and B production. We are on. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'll look. For, I'll look for it. Thank you so much. This has been so interesting. I really love it, and you know, Barbara really deeply believes that she can bridge those gaps. So she was here to share her knowledge, and I hope you guys leverage that. I really hope so. Thank you so much, Agi. Well done for listening this far. Knowing what you know now 
hashtag on Uganda podcast on what you think it will take for Uganda to achieve a middle class economy on LinkedIn, Twitter, or WhatsApp us directly.